everybody, welcome to the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Today we're talking all about vertical video. What are the opportunities in vertical video? Why might you like to incorporate that into your um, into your workflow and, and processes? And what are some of the opportunities and some of the new features? It's been a little while since we've actually spoken about vertical video specifically on this show. And there were some things that we wanted to revisit. So... First of all, Sam, welcome um, back. How has your week been this week? It's busy. It's it's. I'm just living on borrowed time. It feels like now. <laughs> I might <laughs> I might be out of here by the end. Of, no, I'm I'm good. Um, yeah, it's it's been a lot of a lot of running around. I'm still doing some gig work in between things. I got a few UGC videos coming up that I'm working on for some clients and stuff like that. We got foster cats galore. And, and a lot of changes coming up. So, yeah, just a lot of stuff that I'm juggling. How's everything with you, John? Uh, I think busy is definitely the word. And it's, it's uh, I don't know, the whole week was such a, a blur. I, I don't even know yeah. what, what's happening anymore. But, <laughs> uh, we I mean, we're here now. And that's, that's probably the, the important thing. But, yes, um, and a big hello to uh, people that are watching. So, hi, Claire, Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for swinging by. Um, I did mention in Claire's uh, Facebook group that we were going to go live. So, it's, oh, it's nice. awesome that uh, she's joining us. So, we are going out live to all the various places um, except Kick which is a whole other story, but uh, that seems to have, have broken as we went live. But we're going live in all kinds of places, so it'd be great to hear where you're watching from and what you're up to uh, today. I know it's Friday still in America, but it is Saturday morning here in Australia, and it's nice and sunny outside, which is awesome. Um, but today we are talking all about vertical video, and it's it's one of those things that the first time we spoke about vertical video on a very early version of this show... Yeah. I actually admit it to being a bit of a grumpy old man um, when it comes to, to online video. It's like, back in my day, videos were horizontal and children respected their elders. <laughs> and I'm not sure children have ever really respected their elders, but obviously uh, consumption habits have changed quite a bit over the years. Um, and especially in recent times, we have all these platforms that didn't really exist or, or oh, yeah. parts of other platforms that were introduced. Things like YouTube Shorts, um, TikTok obviously is a vertical platform exclusively, um, and of course, Instagram and Facebook Reels. So, Sam, I get the impression that you probably do a lot more with vertical video than I do. Uh, can you talk to us about what you're finding out in the wild and how people are, are finding those? I know on, on Twitter, I saw you uh, sort of interacted with somebody and they were basically saying shorts are, are dead, don't worry about them. And you, you sort of were saying that actually they're working really well for you. So, yeah, yeah can you tell us about that? I mean, it's like, there's so much to say about this, right? Like you can put hours and hours and hours into a, uh, you know, a, a traditional 16 by nine horizontal landscape video. And on a good day, the average YouTuber is lucky to hit double digits on that video. Like not even triple, like, you know, not even breaking a hundred. Like I think the average video view is something like 26 views. If, if I remember right, um, you could put mere minutes of work into uh, creating a vertical video, drop that onto a platform or six or seven platforms. And on average, it will get 10 times the amount of views, like somewhere in the 200 range. Um, if you're lucky, it breaks four, you know, four digits gets into the thousands. If you're really lucky, it's going to hit a couple like into 10 or 20 thousands. And if you really just are adamant and paying attention and really doing your research, trying to figure out what works, you will hit the hundred thousands to millions range. Um, and you just, you're, it's almost like you're shifting that time from let's do all this production work into let's do research and figure out how to make a video that's going to click with people's dopamine hit. <laughs> and that's, that's what it is. Um, and I guess, like, maybe just for the benefit of anybody uh, joining us that, that doesn't know Sam, um, you know, obviously, you, you've got your own personal channel, but you also do a lot for Cute Avalanche, which is yep. all about uh, fostering kittens and talking about cats. Um, and I, I, in some ways, I think a cute uh, kitten short vertical video is probably a pretty easy sell for most people. Oh, sure. Um, I, and I, I'm sort of curious, like... Uh, because I, what I find, and I, it, to be really honest with you, 
I don't do a lot of vertical video and I was kind of using this this show as an excuse to encourage myself to do more, um, but it has been one hell of a week and I haven't really gotten around to it just yet. But what I tend to find is that I will get lots of views, but they won't really translate into subscriptions or people coming back to, to other things. And admittedly, my channel is much newer than yours. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's, it's really, it's interesting. And as, as you say, you can create a, a short vertical video in literally minutes and it's, yeah. It's kind of irritating, uh, you know, for somebody like me who might spend hours working on one to get like three views. And it's it's funny because there is a new feature, which we'll talk about in a little bit uh, on, on YouTube short specifically. And I thought, and you sort of said something to this effect, I think last week, like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe it's a good time to, to re-upload some of those old videos and try them again. And I actually did do that. And I got a massive three views on my video. <laughs> So that was very character building. Um, so, uh, big hello to to Claire, who is is lurking as she she does from time hey, to Claire. time. Thank you so much Cheers. for joining us. <laughs> and speaking of cute things, uh, Claire has actually recently got a new puppy, um, and the content that has Poppy in sure does take off a lot more than the others have. Right. Um, I, I think maybe that's that's the message of the entire show: get a, a kitten or a puppy, and and you'll be set. But um, I mean, if we want to change the entire topic of the show, like even on my personal <laughs> Sam Proof channel, I use I try to do a lot of YouTube community posts and I will do like a Catterday post with a cat, which un it just always outperforms any Sam Proof content that I have put yeah. on the community channel. I'm like, <laughs> I, I just I don't know why. Anyway, I think sometimes I mean, I like why. you do need to think um, almost in terms of like the Venn diagrams about like what is what are the things that you're Definitely. presenting and interested in what is potential audience yeah. um, I, and it's funny I I'm very invested in OBS studio as a platform but I kind of know that a lot of like it's just it's it's not what people in my audience are necessarily looking for um, but it's it's good to keep that in mind but I guess the other thing before we do move on is that a lot of these uh, short platforms, they're very informed by what we might call meme culture. So you see a lot of people doing the same sort of actions over and over again and using trending audio and, and trending um, uh, trend. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Templates out of uh, yeah. things like CapCut. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? <laughs> Yeah, so anyone who doesn't know, CapCut is a free editing software that uh, comes to us from the people that made uh, TikTok, ByteDance. Um, it is available on your phone, it is available on browser and as a desktop app, and it's like everything you need is free. There is a pro version that gives you a little bit extra. Uh, I have never hit the point where I was like, oh, I accidentally did something I need to buy into the pro thing. Maybe one time, literally one time. Whereas if, if you do the same thing with Canva every time, you're like, God damn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so one of the features uh, that CapCut has, aside from letting you just do custom edits of your own videos, is called templates. And these are completely, uh, or maybe not completely, but these are UGC created templates for videos. And I'm sure if you've spent any time on TikTok, you've seen them. Uh, they eventually trickle down to Instagram and then YouTube as well. And maybe three years later onto Facebook, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> but these templates are all of those very quick uh, meme style videos where maybe there's a celebrity with a sound bite or it's a specific song uh, and a, a style of things with very specific text that gets repeated every time you've seen this video happen. And these are all templates. And what happens is you open up CapCut, you go to templates, you pick the template you want. And depending on if it's mobile or browser, it'll give you a place to drop your own footage in. It'll automatically trim it. You just uh, go into crop and adjust if you want. If it automatically picked what you wanted, like then you don't do anything, save all that time. Um, and within like a minute you or 30 seconds, depending on the template, you can be rendering this thing and exporting it straight to TikTok. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's super efficient. Um, and those videos do just as good as anything I put extra time and effort into. So <laughs> and I must admit, I, I don't, 
feel like TikTok is ever going to be a great destination for my content. Um, so I kind of approach it more as just a consumer of, of content. And we did an entire show a, a few weeks ago about trends and whether you should buck them or whether you should chase them. And I uploaded a picture of my afternoon snack and I used the boy dinner audio, which I'm not even going to try to explain to the audience what that looks like, but... Um, you know, you, you can seek that out if you want. And like it it had it had seven hundred and seventy views in, you know, a couple of hours. And yeah. it's so irritating as somebody that does, you know, some pretty high quality stuff right. and gets like no views. Like you it, it's 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 a weird place and I, I think you can jump onto those trends. A lot of those templates in CapCut also have sort of green screen stuff built into them. I'm yeah. always a little concerned about the copyright aspect of that and sure. We kind of know that if you create something for TikTok, it doesn't necessarily mean you can just take it and upload it elsewhere. Like different places have different licensing arrangements. Sometimes the people that have uploaded the audio or the the template don't really have the legal right to do that in the first place. And that can cause problems for creators uh, later on. Yeah, um, there's but- there's actually a variety of creators out there making these templates. And sometimes they will actually give you that sort of warning of like uh you know render this but upload the sound through the app because there is a different a different licensing kind of happens when you do it that way um you get into less trouble (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh, that is a very good point to make Okay, so I just want to check in with some of the the comments before we continue. So Claire is saying that it's all about making the the puppy relevant to what you're talking about on the channel. That is true, but I, as someone who spends a lot of time on LinkedIn, I've seen some really tenuous links between, say, I don't know, the Barbie movie and thought leadership or management. Like sometimes the link is so non-existent and completely made up that it's it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, um, along those lines, though, this is, you know, you could take out the word puppy and replace CapCut template. <laughs> and, and this is a key, key point to making anything work. Like, yeah, whatever you're using, whatever tool that you're using to make a vertical video or a regular video, it, it has to relate to your channel and the things that your audience is interested in. That being said, I did a, one of those templates with like just a corn salsa and Mark, what's his name being like, this is my favorite thing. And I put the recipe on there and people went crazy. That was, that performed really well, even though it's not really a Sam proof thing, mm. but I mean, you know, kind of, but I mean, who doesn't love Markiplier at the end of the Markiplier, day? Thank you. Um, he's, he's, he's awesome. Um, and a, a big hello to uh, Dr. Frazier, uh, first time viewer, dropped in here nice. by chance. Guess I'll stick around and listen while I do some late night creativity stuff on my laptop. Well, thank you for oh, joining very us. Very cool. So this is the video and live streaming show. We're talking all about vertical video and what are the opportunities that we have at our disposal. We'll come back and talk about workflows in just a second. We are constantly training our cats every interaction that we have with them. Mm-hmm. So when Johan would get on my counter before, you know, this is 10 years ago before I was the cat expert that I am now. Johan would jump on the counter. What was the first thing I did? I'd say his name, Johan. He loves that. That's a reward <laughs> for him. He said, mm-hmm. you just said my name. I would go over to him and I talk to him and be like, you can't be on the count. Johan loves when I talk to him. Ding. That's another reward for Johan. I'd pick him up and put him on the ground, mm-hmm. but I didn't want him to think I was mad at him. So when I'd pick him up, I'd pick him up very nicely and kiss him on the head and say, I love you, but you can't be here. I put him on the ground. I had just done three things that rewarded him for being on the counter. So I was encouraging him to continue doing that. And that's a little segment from Just Kidding Around, which is uh, Sam's uh, podcast, which you can learn about more over at cuteavalanche.com. Speaking of ki- cute kittens and, and puppies, they, they certainly feature somewhere in, in everything we do. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to see and talk about more cute stuff, head over to Cute Avalanche. Uh, we also uh, have a Twitch and a YouTube live stream. Awesome. Uh, so you can you can find out more about that at avalanche.com. So let's talk about workflows when it comes to vertical video because we, we actually did an entire uh, show last week on, on workflows. But I think it's, it's interesting to think about how you might be using vertical specifically um, in terms of your workflow. Are you doing vertical video exclusively? 
uh, is your workflow sort of vertical first? Like, are you recording in the in a vertical format or are you potentially recording in a horizontal format and maybe cropping or, you know, reworking uh, that into a frame? Are you working with your phone? Um, I know a lot of people do that. I personally don't love the sounds I get in my phone. So I've been <laughs> trying to avoid that as much as humanly possible. And it's really interesting because I... I've got a Rodecaster Pro, like the original Rodecaster Pro. And I was like, how do I get this sound into my phone? And I got some cables and stuff. Because um, I was really interested in exploring streaming in a vertical format to uh, Instagram. And it's funny, I can get good audio into my phone, but Instagram as an app won't touch it, which is really, really annoying. But anyway, Sam, as somebody who does produce a lot of, uh, a lot of vertical uh, video format, how do you try to to work that into your workflow you know i i probably have on any given month hit all of the workflows so like all the possibilities of like vertical first horizontal first live first um and yeah it's it's trying to uh to find that that routine so you know depending on what you're doing you you do want to look at it for what is the initial product so like in this case, we are making a live stream. Like this is it. We're making this with the intention of turning it into an audio podcast. So any vertical stuff that comes out of it is kind of like after the fact. It's not the forefront of the idea. Whereas a lot of the UGC sort of videos I do are vertical first. So they're filmed in vertical. Uh, I'll batch film as much as possible. So I'll have like one day that is my, my production shoot day. Um, prior to that, I will have outlined all of you know i'll do a beat sheet so i'll have all of my setups i'll be like this is all the stuff that needs to get done in a living room scenario this is all the stuff that i need to do in front of a computer x y and z um so you can you know sit down and be really efficient about shooting all that stuff you don't want to go in and shoot some stuff in the living room and be like oh yeah i want to get that shot in the backyard then you'll be like ah, i forgot about this other shot in the living room you got to run back you don't want to do that you want to make sure you have everything outlined and then you do it all in big batches. If you can do more than one video in a time, do that. Um, and, uh, you know, and organize all of those files into folders that make sense. Uh, and then you can take it to an edit and go from there. When I do like a series of stuff, um, for example, I did a series of, and I have Alexa tips. And I would literally do that right here in this setup using OBS and the vertical video plugin. So I could actually record horizontal and vertical simultaneously through OBS. Um, and all of the, the um, captions that I wanted were right in the vertical video player. I didn't do it on the horizontal for my own personal reasons. Um, so I didn't even have major edits to do at the end. All I had was trims, select the best take and upload that. Uh, and that's all batched on. I had a big spreadsheet of like a hundred things. <laughs> And it's uh, if you go back far enough into the catalog, you will see. Um, I, I'm sure Sam has shown his spreadsheet. It's insane the level of detail that's in there. But yeah. I did just want to pick up on something. Uh, and there forgive me, I don't know why I keep using this this uh, this screenshot because I look absolutely ridiculous. But this is uh, this is a view of OBS Studio with both the horizontal and the vertical uh, sort yeah, of yeah. Uh, options in there. That vertical display is uh, part. It's it's from Atom TV. Um, they have their own plugin. It's absolutely free. You can download and install mm -hmm. that. And the great thing about that is that you can essentially record and stream horizontally and vertically at the same time. Um, and it's not just cropping uh, the things that are on screen. You can literally re rearrange all the sources on your scene as you like. Um, yeah, these can be 100% customized. So I could have like a logo and caption on the vertical video at, uh, at like the top but on the you know horizontal it's like just a watermark in the bottom whatever you want to do it's it's very good absolutely like and it's you know the reason i have that ridiculous expression on my face in that screenshot is because it is so revolutionary and although there are a lot of tools that will let you do horizontal and vertical not many of them let you do it at the same time um so hello to ender training uh trading is it trading I'm waiting for the, it to pop up on the screen so I can see properly and I haven't pressed the right button. There we go. Yep. Uh, Ender Trading. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, 
And Dr. Fraser says, I use OBS a ton for customer streams out there. You can really MacGyver it indeed. I love it. It's funny yes. that um, MacGyvering is the word that people use. Um, I was on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago and somebody used that as, as an expression. And it's it's really powerful. And um, I, I kind of want to make more OBS content because Sam and I both love it. Um, yeah. But everywhere we go, there are people saying, it's too hard. It's too scary. Use our pay pro paid product instead. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, no. Um, so it is, you know, we'll, we'll focus on that on more in the future. I guess in terms of creating vertical video, and again, I don't do this as much as I would like to. Um, I guess just for, for context, um, I, I just, I'm looking for an excuse to show off my, my little teleprompter. <laughs> um, so this is kind of how I have my camera set up all of the time. And it's, uh, you know, it's inside of this thing. It is in a horizontal format. Um, like when I'm creating vertical content, I do crop it and resize it. But the other thing too, as somebody that actually makes screen um, tutorials and, and walkthroughs and things, um, one of the most useful things I discovered was that I have my, uh, and forgive the cabling, it's a nightmare, and it's even worse than when this photo was taken, um, but essentially I have my monitors on uh, on these monitor arms, I can actually swing them around and put them in a vertical format, and I can just uh, adjust the window settings, so if I want to, I can actually record a whole screen demonstration in uh, in the vertical format relatively easily, and that's been really, really useful for me. Um, Again, we spoke about this uh, a lot more in, in last week's show, but I use a product called uh, Camtasia from a company called TechSmith. The reason I love this is because it really is designed for capturing the screen. It will capture not just the things on the screen, but also the metadata, things like the the cursor path. You can sort of drag things in and, and do them as well. And it has a great library feature in there as well. So... Uh, you know, what you're seeing on the screen right now is sort of recordings from a previous show that I've brought into the program. And I take little clips out of these uh, when I find the time to do that and can actually sort of add them to the, the library and go from there. So there's a lot of different ways of, of doing things. And I think the point that we tried to make last week on the show when we were talking about workflows is it really doesn't matter how you get there as long as the flow works for you. So keep that in mind. Um, Sam, I know you have done some recording on your phone um, previously. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. is that is that still something you do or is it more around the, the repurposing the live stream content? Uh, I mean, with when I'm doing stuff for the cat channel, like that is 99. Yeah, it's, you know, it's mostly shot on my phone. Obviously, we have a live stream and I do use some of those things for clips, but the quality on my phone is actually typically better uh in that particular instance just because that room has a bunch of older cameras to make it what it is which is an interactive camera switching experience um so yeah a lot of like the really good stuff uh for cute avalanche is shot directly on phone and i kind of go 50 50 on uh which orientation i'm shooting so i will try often to do like a horizontal for like 10 to 15 seconds and then flip it into a, a vertical for 10 to 15 seconds before a cat moves from whatever I was trying to get. Uh, so yeah. Um, as far as my own stuff, um, it, it changes month to month. Sometimes I will go out of my way to like shoot a lot of stuff on my phone when I'm doing like the UGC videos that people are hiring me for. Most of those get shot on the phone. Um, a lot of the other stuff, I'll just sit down at the computer and shoot through OBS. Nice. Yep. That's great. Um, so I guess the other thing we spoke about earlier was the fact that, you know, these CapCut templates do exist and you can certainly get a lot of views using them. But I guess the other thing too that can be quite useful in terms of workflows, whether it's for vertical or horizontal, is actually having your own templates. So making sure that you have all the resources uh, together, whether you've got colors and logos and, and fonts yeah. and, you know, different elements that, that'll be on your screen. But also um, there's a certain amount of repetition. And I think, again, it, it speaks to this whole meme culture thing that... Um, you will see people tell jokes and the first part of the joke will be shot from this location in their kitchen and then they'll switch to another part of their kitchen for, for the, the setup and then the, the, another place for the, the punchline. So 
whatever that looks like, if you find something that does work for you and you can reproduce it, again, Sam sort of alluded to the fact that it can be really useful in terms of uh, batch recording, yes. those kinds of things. Um, so, you know, just, just think about what, what might work for you, what you have had some success with in terms of, of that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. With something like that, where you're playing multiple characters, especially even, or mm -hmm. if you have extra, you know, other actors even. Um, but if you are specifically doing a bunch of stuff and like, maybe you want to do the same thing in multiple videos. And like, if you can break that down to like, this is all, you know, just actual Sam in whatever normal clothes and you shoot all of that stuff multiple videos of it in one shot or like one angle without changing the setup and then like okay now it's me as like president of you know pet headquarters whatever it is with my funny mustache and my hat on you know if you you got that happening in multiple videos shoot it all in one day shoot it all from the same angle don't come back to it save your you know save yourself that time of like setting it up and doing a wardrobe change and all of those sort of things and I guess uh, to that point, like if you are doing a lot of shots, uh, you know, if, if you're in the same setting, like that's the place where a tripod can become incredibly yes. useful. Whether that's just a mini desktop tripod that is holding your phone, whether that's something a little bit more elaborate for a, a more serious video camera, like just making sure that the camera isn't moving while you, you make those changes because um, that'll really help you when it comes to actually edit later yeah. on. And like... I if you do stuff like that, if you do batch record, spend the time after you do it to like first move all of that footage to a, a specific folder in your media drive under whatever the project heading it is or however you want to organize that. We have a whole video where we talked about stuff like that and go through it and like label those uh, files because if you're shooting on like a phone, it's going to be just a ridiculous IMG 000056 and that's not helpful. You want you know, find your own, you know, file name construct, but you want something that's going to help you like interior, Sam, kitchen, you know, uh, video two, whatever it is, like, you know, you might have to shorten it, uh, but go through all of those and, you know, add that take numbers and stuff like that are helpful as well. Um, and if you do have something you've found that works, like I do this video where I'm here and then I'm here, uh, I talk a lot about having a, uh, a master sheet where you just write down everything that you do multiple, like in different videos. Like if it's something that is consistent throughout multiple videos, have it somewhere where you can reference, like whatever the fonts you're using are, whatever the colors you tend to go with, your branding, your styles, things like that. Um, and yeah, if you have specific shots that you reproduce regularly, put screenshots of those in there so you can like reference them and be like, okay, this is what that looks like. This is what that looks like. Because who knows if you build out and you actually get the opportunity to like hire other people, you're going to want these references. Uh, and, and this is great, I mean, the, Dr. Frazier. It is. It's great. We'll get to it in just a second. Um, but I, I guess, you know, all of this stuff takes time and energy and if you if you spend the time investing in, in actually recording those things, make sure you can find them again because isn't, yeah. there's no point having all this great stuff if you can't get to it. But again, Dr. Frazier knows that the, the struggle is real uh, and writes, also hard to get past the final underscore v1 underscore v3 underscore true final dot mp4 file name structure, which is quite a mouthful. But yes, we, we've all been there. We all know how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, so absolutely keep that in mind. So this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. This week, we're talking all about vertical video and what are some of those opportunities and how you might like to explore those. We'll be back in just a sec. When we wrote the LinkedIn branding book, Michelle Griffin and I, when we wrote that together, we started with mindset. And in that, we came up with almost 28 fears of why people don't want to put themselves out there. And that fear is really real for people and holds them back in so many ways. And introverts and extroverts, and it doesn't matter whether you're a CEO or back at the beginning, it's been really interesting. And we started with it because we figured if you can't get in that right, right mindset, the rest of it doesn't happen. And, you know, people were like, mindset, branding, how do those two things go together? Well, if you don't have the right mindset, you won't put yourself out there. You won't create content. You won't send someone a direct message. You won't comment. There were so many stepping stones that came after it. 
And so it's probably the most popular chapter in the whole book that people always comment on. They always can see themselves in some of those fears and we've all got them. I still have them. I, you know, I'm worried that people are judging me just like everybody else. But at the same time, like we just said, that whole cliche or cliche, as our friends in the US will say, it's all about why am I doing this? You know, and I have to just keep coming back to what does it look and feel like for the person on the other side when they have that light bulb moment? Like that's what I'm doing this stuff for. And if I can keep focused on that, the rest of it will sort itself out. But for others, when you're still trying to figure out what is that thing, it becomes around what are people thinking and what are they going to judge me and what are they going to say about whatever I post? And honestly, no one cares. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, for as much content as I put out there, I'd be crazy to think that actually, you know, people care about it as much as what I do. They just don't pay that much attention. And this is a segment of an interview I did with uh, Michelle J. Raymond over on my podcast, Build a Presentation Muscle. It's all about, uh, you know, sort of overcoming the the fear of being on camera and using the tools and technology that we have today. So if you want to learn more about that, you can head over to johnlacey.com. So uh, today we're talking all about vertical video and some of the opportunities uh, that we have in terms of content creation with this particular format. And I think it's really important that we talk about hooks. So although it is possible to actually seek out specific content on these platforms in YouTube Shorts and TikTok and Instagram Reels and Facebook, uh, for most people, they'll be served up this content via an algorithm. I I like to use the... pretend word auto magically at this point. Um, So the reality is things will just flash in front of your face. You will have literally seconds to convince somebody to keep watching your video before they flick you away. So (laughs) it's really important to think about how you can convey some information in the, the first, you know, probably one to three seconds to encourage people to keep watching. And it's like, how do you sort of set the, the, the scene for what's about to happen how do you create some intrigue? How do you ask a question and ma- maybe come back and close that loop? Right. Um, Sam, what do you think people need to keep in mind when it comes to actually hooking people's attention in, in these platforms? Yeah. So like John said, this is something that either you're saying, or maybe it could even be text on the screen um, that will you know, present something to your audience that hopefully grabs their attention, is, you know, is flashy, whatever it is. Um, the things you should try to do are uh, address what group of people this video is for. That's very helpful. Uh, Present a problem um, or other value related to what this video is. So like, you know, uh, something like, hey, live streamers, here's 50 hooks that are going to make your video go viral. We've addressed that is, is for live streamers and the problem that we are addressing is how to make a video go viral. So now you just have to deliver on that in that video. Cause if you don't start delivering on that within like, you've got them through that first two to three seconds, you don't start delivering on it within the next two to three seconds, they scroll away. Um, uh, and there's, you know, there's a multitude of websites that have lists of like 50 great hooks or whatever, whatever <laughs> I just said seconds ago. Um, so if you put like that into a Google, and I'm writing one, it'll be out in the next day or two. Um, but you know, you can you can go through it. I I like to just literally scroll through TikTok and see what actually catches my attention, and I will make a note of what that hook was. Like, um, <clears throat> you know. Uh, like you're using X completely wrong. Oh God, there's the, there's the mic hit for the day Uh, or everything, you know, about this thing is wrong. Um, You know, there was a big movement of people that, that are like, uh, Hey, if you're this group, stop scrolling. Personally, Mm. I don't like that hook. It doesn't work on me because nothing makes me scroll away faster than someone telling me not to scroll away. But apparently that works. I'm so glad you said that because I felt like I was the only person. Because the minute you say, hey, stop scrolling, I think I'm being manipulated and I get the hell out of there. Yes. That's that's what I do. It is very popular and it must be popular because it works. (laughs) (laughs) It is one of those weird things, though, um, that that sometimes that, you know, that that instruction will resonate with certain people. Again, I, as someone who 
until quite recently, spent a lot of time just browsing TikTok. One thing that irritates me as a viewer is that sometimes people will ask a really interesting question and I'll be like, I need to know this. And then they do this little thing where they go, hi, I'm so-and-so and I do blah, 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 blah. And often, depending on my mood, I'm, I'm often in a bad mood. I have back pain and I'm just grumpy all the time. I will just flick past that and go like, yeah. I, I really wanted to know what you're going to tell me, but I just can't sit through the bio. I just don't have the energy for it yeah. today. So... It's weird because, again, that's another thing we see so much of. And I guess it's a way of introducing yourself to an audience, but I, right. I, I just, I don't love it. There, there is a point where that does work and a point where that doesn't work. And you have to be super relevant to whatever the talking point is. Like, uh, hey, live streamers, I'm going to give you 50 hooks, you know, to make your live streams go viral. I'm Sam Proof. I used to be the creator success manager for the live streaming app Mob Crush would probably be as close as it gets for if I were to do that. Any other information I put out there, uh, I think would be irrelevant at that point about myself and just move into the content. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I struggle with that too, where I see, I have, I have a good friend who does board game streams and he'll be like, or uh, videos, and he'll start in on something. And before he's actually even finished the hook of it, He'll explain who he is and that he does these board game things. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, John, <laughs> it's not this John, different John. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I really want to watch this for you. But man, I've heard you do that 20 times and I'm done with it. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, the, the way you just described yourself is probably a really great way of doing it. Like if it's just a, a simple sentence, like just spit it out. That's great. If it's yeah. something you can put on the screen to, to give some context, that's great Even as better. well. But yeah. just... Just don't don't slow people down because once you've got them hooked, you can't abuse that yeah. you know that attention that you're being given. Yeah. Um. Big hello to Nathan who's joining us. I won't try hey, and put that up on the screen because it won't work here anyway. Maybe. Um. <laughs> Dr. Fraser writes one uh, can tell the marketing teams of the big brands out there really did a 180 when TikTok got huge. Um. Ryanair are doing only memes. Love to see how things change. Yeah. I, I guess. Mean- that's, that's, and this is, I didn't even have this on, on our document about today, but I just, it's a little rant. So I'm just indulge me for a second. So <laughs> the thing that I find so fascinating about TikTok particularly is that all the content looks the same, like whether it's an ad, whether it's just a, a kid making a video in their backyard or whatever, it all looks the same. But what I find is that, and again, I don't know if this is specifically an Australian thing, but I find that people put on this marketing voice and the minute I hear it like an influencer voice and the minute I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's what this is. I have to flick past it. Um, and it's so weird. And I don't know why people think that's a good thing to do because it's, I, I, I personally don't find it particularly convincing, but it's, so many people do it. It's, it's, and I'm, I'm. Resisting the urge to try to impersonate them right now, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting experience on TikTok because you'll go through sort of waves of like, um, you know, this is the week that everybody is using this filter that does this crazy thing, and and it's every other video that's on your feed, or this is the week everyone's doing this viral sound, or this is the week that everyone is playing this stupid uh, like filter game. Uh, and being like, oh, it's impossible to get past 12. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, and yeah, that is like, I feel like 70% of the TikTok experience. And then somewhere in those outliers is like really good content um, that gets past all of that. That's, that's you know, interesting. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Instagram and YouTube have similar trends happening, probably not a lot of the same ones because the filter experience is different. Uh, YouTube doesn't even have it. And like reposting something like that to YouTube doesn't play as well as it does on TikTok. Um, I did see an interesting video recently that uh, this is kind of an, an aside on all of this, which is the sweet spot, and this is specific to YouTube shorts, is 13 seconds or 60 seconds. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind. (laughs) Personally, Mm -hmm. I do seven to 10. I haven't played enough with the longer, uh, I guess longer (laughs) being one minute, (laughs) but yeah, we'll see. And again, like, you know, I guess that's something that we probably should acknowledge at this point too, is that different platforms, um, 
you know, differently. We, we talk about vertical and sh short content as being synonymous, but so, you know, it is possible to upload uh, 10 minute videos, yeah. I think to TikTok these days. Um, there's nothing really to stop you from uploading a longer, uh, a vertical video longer than 59 seconds in YouTube, except that people won't experience it in the YouTube um, shorts experience, if you know what I mean. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, they can still go to your channel and, and see that content. So, I don't know that it's necessarily a useful thing to go for that long, but it's interesting to know that that is something that exists and maybe you can experiment with it and see how it goes. If you're going to go that long, it's got to be something that you have like a really in-depth story about, that you have a very wide expertise about, like a tutorial or something of that nature. Those are the things I've seen do pretty well with that. Um, like even the sketch videos, like those those are like a minute and done. Like the ones that I think do the best, like music, even the music videos that are clever or funny, like, I don't know, maybe they've seen some longer ones, but I feel like they trim out so that they get just a good loop at the like 30 seconds to minute mark. And then if you want to see the rest of the song, you go over to YouTube for the full experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so this uh, I'm just looking at some comments. Um, yeah. I never know, and and like this isn't a criticism, but I genuinely don't know when Nathan is being sincere or not. But he's saying that he likes my my branded um, logo polos. Thank you. I guess it's funny. I have I have a blue shirt and a white shirt, and I try to, uh, you know wear a different one each week. So I was sort of looking at last week's show minutes before we went live to go, oh, I have to wear the white one this <laughs> week. Um, but anyway, Business Growth uh, Ready is suggesting that I try the influencer voice. I don't think I will today. I'll, I'll think about it. Maybe we might do it in another show. But it's, again, like I different people prize different things in different ways. And if you've seen this show before, you know I have a pretty strong anti-trend bias. Like, I don't care about fashions. And there are certain things that I'm sure sound different to different people. But whenever I hear things like, I finally got around to trying the viral blah, blah, blah recipe. That's I'm an just ad. like, I'm just <laughs> It gone. just sounds like an ad. I just don't care. Like, it's like, you know, at, and that's, that's, I guess that's the marketing aspect of all this content is that, you know, people won't say, hey, this is a good recipe. They'll be like, this recipe will change your life. It will give you a back massage. It will help you win the lottery. And I'm like, just get to the point. Like, honestly, right. Right. I, I just, I don't love that. But I get the feeling that there are specific audiences that exist for that content. And like, they're, they're very fo uh, focused on fashions and trends. And like, I'm, I'm just old and I don't care. So uh, it's not really for me. But I mean, it's, it's, it's probably, uh, you know, out there for somebody. So... I don't know. I, I went somewhere in my head, so I'm gone. <laughs> so this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Today we're talking all about uh, vertical video and what the opportunities are and why you might like to explore them. Again, you know, there's no guarantee with any of this stuff. So no. we do like you to experiment with things and see how they go. And we, you know, I'm forever saying that opportunities exist everywhere, but opportunity cost is real. And for me, I, I still come back to, I, like, I want to do more vertical video, but I, I'm, I really want to do more horizontal video, if I'm being honest. Um, but there are only so many hours in the week. Yes. But, you know, let's talk about some of these new features, though. Um, and actually, before we do that, if you are watching this um, live, that would be awesome. Um, just hit like or subscribe wherever you happen to be hanging out. That would be awesome. We'd really appreciate that. Um I, obviously, I don't have as many subscribers on YouTube as Sam does, but I know it, is, it has been creeping up ever so slightly. Um, so I, I appreciate you if you're watching. So that's, that's awesome. But let's get back to our topic at hand. So part of the reason we wanted to talk about this is that there are sort of new features being rolled out onto different platforms. And YouTube have recently changed the way that um, links on uh, YouTube Shorts work. And there did seem to be um, a concern that maybe scammers and spammers were mm -hmm. using these things and that it was a risk to viewer um, safety and security. It's interesting. I don't 
like as much as I occasionally upload a YouTube short, I don't always dwell too much on the description because nine times out of 10 people barely register that it's even there. It depends um, on the platform. YouTube, yeah, it's mm. it's impossible to find that. But on some of the other platforms, it is there. And, you know, if you have the time to utilize your description, especially on YouTube, it's worth it because that is, um, you know, some amount of SEO. It's not a lot, but it's some. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you're shooting out like 20 videos a week, maybe don't worry about it. If you're doing like one or two, I would find some time to put something there. Absolutely. Uh, but I guess the the exciting part of, of the changes uh, to YouTube is that they have changed how links on your profile will appear. Yeah. It, and I believe on mobile, it's going to be more of a sort of a link to bio experience, if you will. But the thing that I'm more excited about is actually the introduction of this thing called related video. So... Uh, here's a uh, screenshot of one of my YouTube shorts and I've sort of linked it to the longer piece of content that this relates to. So YouTube themselves are saying that you can guide your audience to a piece of content related to this video and I've sort of nominated uh, another video here. That's just in the video ed uh, video details. So if you go in and edit some older, um, well, I say older, any of your short form content, potentially you can go in and actually add that in there. So... I must admit, I haven't really experienced that as a viewer just yet. Um, I am really curious to see how that's going to play out. Um, okay. Yes, there's something going on in the chat and I'll let okay. Sam address that one for the moment. But yeah, I mean, it is, I, I think it's a good thing because I guess, again, and this, this maybe is a little bit my bias. I'm really hoping my short form content will lead people back to my channel. They can watch my longer form contents, the horizontal content, and hopefully subscribe. So um, uh, people are reporting that we have no audio, which is not uh, great. I think it's just... Ooh. Interesting. Is it just on Twitch? Can people elsewhere hear me? Strange. Okay. Yeah, because... It, it, Definitely okay on YouTube, so that seems funky. I would carry well, on. Okay, cool. Um, okay, Dr. Fraser is saying that he now... Maybe there was just a glitch momentarily. Sorry about that. Um, hopefully it's working now, but let us know in the chat. We really appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, there's obviously some change in that space. There is the ability to introduce that uh, related video uh, content on YouTube Shorts specifically. I think that is exciting. And again, the thing that Sam sort of said last week was that maybe this is a great opportunity to resurface some of that old content. Again, I didn't have a lot of great success with that this week, but that might just be a reflection of me and my crappy content. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's certainly something to, to consider. And if you are, you know, doing long form and short form content, maybe bridging the gap between those things can be quite useful. Yeah, I mean, definitely if you are repurposing content, I think and maybe this applies to just in general, do multiple versions of that thing and take different, you know, approaches to that product and, uh, and see, you know, that video and, and compare them against each other, you know, see how that works. Like uh, there is a, uh, an experiment that uh, recently YouTube um, on a beta, I believe launched AB testing for thumbnails for a few uh, creators out there or possibly that mr beast used this uh he may have had his own way of doing this um and he put out this report where most mr beast videos you've ever seen are just him like mouth a gap like uh and whatever the outstanding thing is behind him and he did a b testing where he closed his mouth and those videos performed way better so, you know, just like have some obvious things, like try different calls to action or hooks at the beginning um, and see how, the, how those play against each other. Um, you know, like there was a, a thing a long time ago where streamers were finding that if they went outside and did a live stream, that stream performed better. So it was like little mm -hmm. things that maybe not everybody's doing that can set you apart. Look for those kind of things, um, you know, the words on screen, whatever's behind you, like try and analyze every possible thing. You, you're working with a small field 
and like only, you know, a few seconds possibly. So you might as well like pour over it and be like, what can I change and try and see if it's better this way? Um, so, you know, do A, B, C and D testing. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, I saw that literally earlier today and I, I wasn't sure if that was a joke or not. But apparently it's true. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, the, the the ABC testing is definitely coming uh, for more people, I believe, next year. But, you yes. know, watch that space. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a pain point for me because I don't love producing one video thumbnail. And now potentially I have to do three for each video, which is not fun. But anyway, <laughs> hi, CG. Thanks for joining us. Uh, today we are talking all about vertical video. Um, I just want to share something with you. And I don't have... Um, I don't have a lot of insight into this because it's not a feature I have access to and I might even just make myself um, yep. full screen if I remember how to do that. That one there. Okay. So uh, this is a post from Marissa Eikenberry. So she's one of the co-hosts of the Long Distance Work Life podcast, and which is a great show. I, I love listening to that one. Um, but one of the things that she's mentioned um, is that the, there's been this introduction on TikTok for the creator program. It's not for everybody. It really is for specific uh, accounts only. But essentially, uh, you, they're saying you can stream your podcast on TikTok. Uh, you can sort of link the... The, the videos to the longer form episodes. So I don't have access to that. I don't have a lot of great insight into how that works. But again, if that is content that you're perhaps producing, um, you know, it's something to certainly keep in mind because it could yeah. be a really good way of sort of bridging that gap a little bit. And I know there's a lot of, like, it's certainly in the in the circles I run in, it's really contentious as to whether, you know, what a, what a podcast even is, whether it's video or audio only. Um, and it's not something that we worry about too much, but again, there are lots of opportunities. So it's, it's worthwhile thinking about those and, uh, you know, just, just, uh, keeping in mind what is actually out and about and potentially available to you. But I guess for me personally, I, I hear about so many exciting features that I don't have access to that I've reached a point now where I'm like, just focus on the <laughs> basics. Like just, just yeah. get those down. Don't worry about I mean, everything. We can tell you to do a million things, but you only have so much time in the day. So make, you know, make a, a schedule for yourself of reasonable amounts of things to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like everything's a bit of an experiment uh, online. And I think, you know, if you do want to try something new, Think about your your bandwidth, uh, time and energy wise, as to how long you know. Do you have the the? Can you actually do it right now? Can you handle it right now? Yeah. And then just think about how long you'll do it for, and how you'll determine whether it was a success or whether you can just leave the side and and move on. Um, I guess Sam um, had. Are there any other things that you think we need to think about in terms of I don't know titles, hashtags? I know some places let you upload a, a vertical video thumbnail or they let you choose one. I believe on, I'm, yeah, I'm told can... the way this works on YouTube is that you can select a frame on your yep. phone, but you can't on desktop. Um, that sounds about right from what I remember. Uh, yeah. Like TikTok will let you pick a frame. I think it actually will let you upload one as well. Uh, I think Instagram does both through the mobile app. Um, and you know, there's obviously other vertical video sites out there, Clapper, Lemonade, all of these things out there. I have, I have been fooling with those two. There's probably a dozen more out there that people could drop and I'm not going to sign up to those right now. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> the, the take it with a grain of salt thing that I always say is, uh, you know, don't spread yourself too thin. That being said, I'm trying all these things and, uh, you know, just, just grab your username at least so you don't miss out on that. But, um, yeah, we could do a whole vid, like a whole stream about just all the, you know, platforms that exist, which I think we've talked on that topic before. Um, and, uh, pay attention to how different platforms serve you, your content and, see if you can't use that to customize uh if not the video itself like things like the title and or description for that platform because you don't want to be dropping the uh cats of tiktok hashtag on your instagram reel and your facebook story 
and your, you know, YouTube short doesn't make sense. Who's, who's clicking that, you know, like try and try and at least customize the descriptions for the platforms. It is funny you say that because I, I swear I've seen that hashtag on sure. LinkedIn. Um, so, I mean, yeah, uh, there are certainly places where it'll make more sense than other places. So, yeah. I mean, again, it's worth exploring some of those things. You talk about all the, uh, all the platforms though. I had to actually create some bookmarks in my browser just to remember all the Twitter clones that I'm currently signed up to. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's an interesting landscape. So again, like by all means, try things out if they're interesting to you, but don't don't kill yourself. Don't try and do all of the things. It's it's not a good idea. And I think honestly, and I I haven't. I'm literally bringing this up right now on the show. So Sam and I can talk about this off offline. But I think we need to talk about you know creative <laughs> yeah. burnouts at some point in the future sure. because I'm there every week. If I'm being mm -hmm. honest, mm -hmm. I'm like, do I really want to keep doing this? But anyway, that's that's probably a whole other show. So. Yeah. As we, uh, you know, as we start to, to wrap up, Sam, uh, where can people learn more about you and watch your content and do all that awesome stuff? Yeah, sure. You can go over to samproof.tv and find all of my links right at the top left there. Um, and uh, if you are a Discord person, go to samproof.tv slash Discord. I have a creator center in there where we talk about things like this. Um, and if you like cats, head over to cuteavalanche.com and uh check that out we uh foster all year round and we do a live stream with uh eight different cameras that our twitch viewers can control nice and if you want to catch up with anything i'm doing you can head over to johnlacy.com there are social links at the bottom of that page uh which you can't see on the screen right now whole bunch of tutorials and obs and live streaming stuff there as well so uh you can certainly check that out over there um I, I guess, is, are there any sort of final thoughts that we want to leave the, the audience with, do you think, Sam? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think my biggest thought is probably something I've been harping on this theme, but it's like, you know, pay attention to what you're doing, analyze what you're doing and see what works. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, be analytical about your progress. And then when you find something that is working, double down. Absolutely. Um, and it's funny because I think that it, that is good advice, but I think it also depends a little bit where you are on your creator, oh, yeah. content creator sure. journey, because sometimes, sometimes those stats can just wound your soul. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm so happy that this has 40 views, but I'm not going to look at how many, how long anyone actually hang around to watch the whole thing. I think that can be very character building. But again, like, you know, it's... I spoke, I think, at the beginning of this show a little bit about, uh, you know, being the grumpy old man of online video. But the truth is, we have so much cool stuff that we have access to now uh, these days. Like, the, the technology is amazing. The software is amazing. Some of it, you know, OBS Studio, for example, is literally free. There's so much you can do in terms of sort of sharing your expertise and, and educating people and entertaining people. So, you know, as, as much as, you know, this all requires work and effort, I think it's, it's worthwhile. And we do appreciate all the interactions that we have and especially the people that have joined us um, in the chat. Nathan yeah. is asking if uh, either of us are going to TwitchCon next week. Uh, no. The answer is no. Um, like Sam, Sam won't be going. Um, I barely leave my house in Australia as it is. So I'm probably not going to do any international travel anytime soon. Um, <sighs> it's my, it's my least favorite thing in the world, but I think we need to address it, Sam. So if you want to talk about this one, John hates AI. Um, uh, <laughs> Dr. Fraser says people using uh, Photoshop generative fill to extend 16 by nine video into a vertical format. Crazy opportunities now indeed. Yeah. I mean, AI is everywhere doing almost everything relatively good depending. And, and it is crazy. Like I think what Adobe has done in Photoshop is pretty unique, um, in that landscape. Cause that's, uh, you know, it, it's something that a lot of the other generative AIs uh, fail to do is sort of retake one image and change that uh, format of it. Um, so for better or for worse, it is it is interesting. Uh, and it is exactly how all of the clients I've ever had think Photoshop worked prior to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. 
Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting and, uh, I've, you know, it's for, for the benefit of Dr. Frazier who hasn't been here before. Um, like AI drives me nuts. I don't want any part of it. Um, and I try not to even talk about it cause it just makes me crazy. Um, and raises my blood pressure. It's, it's not a good look. So anyway, I prefer to do things myself, but I guess to that point, if you think about how you are recording, yourself or like whatever it is um if you get high quality inputs you can sort of stretch them out and crop them in different ways um i almost feel like it's a drinking game at this point because i mentioned it almost every episode but i'm yep. literally in front of a green screen 24 7 so i mean that in itself gives me all kinds of opportunities to put myself in different frames and, and rearrange things so that in itself is yeah. awesome um so yes, okay. Also, yeah. <laughs> but again, thank you everybody for for joining us. If there are specific topics that you'd like us to cover in future shows, we do this every week. Um, let us know in the comments wherever you're watching that. We'd love to explore different things. Uh, head over and uh, you know subscribe wherever you're watching. That would be awesome. And have a have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. See you next Friday. <laughs>